0: As I tell you this morning, there's so much to say about mothers. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard to do so biblically. The Bible is full of stories about mom. You've got the mother of Moses who cared for her child so much that she was willing to put him in the baskets in the river just so that he'd have a chance. You have Timothy's mother who Paul tells us had raised him in the faith. You had the mother of the sons of Zebedee who said, hey, Jesus! I want my kids to be talking. She was willing to go back for her kids. You have Mary, the mother of Jesus, who stood there and watched as her son gave up his life. Two years ago, he examined a woman by the name of Rizpah over in 2 Samuel 21 who uh, her sons had been killed in the battle between David and Saul their bodies have been hung, and she camped under their bodies to protect their bodies, even in death. And I we've all heard Mother's Day sermons on Proverbs 31 and I'm on honor thy mother and thy father. And it seems that it gets harder and harder to preach on Mother's Day. Actually, I usually don't, and I know I'll always say that, but ever since I've been here, well, I've had a Mother's Day sermon. Um, y'all always catch me in the middle of a sermon series change. Actually, last year I wasn't here for Mother's Day, I was at home with. Asher's mama, because he had been born a couple of days before that. So um, that's where we are. But mothers always have played an integral part in our lives. They carry us for, for nine months in the womb. Or they choose to bring us into their lives through adoption. They give birth to us. Or we're born in their hearts. They wake up at night to change or feed us. Comfort us, counsel us, and so much more as we get older. This week, as I was searching for a right text to preach for this Mother's Day, I came across a story in First Kings three uh, that we usually—you beat him back up, and that we usually preach or study in reference to the divinely given wisdom of Solomon. But in this text, uh, there's so much more to be learned about the institution of motherhood. So. There's some ideas here that we can take with us as we honor God by honoring our mothers today. There in 1 Kings chapter 3, starting in verse 16. Don't stone me until you hear what I have to say. Um, It says, then two women who were prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. One woman said, please, my Lord, this woman and I live in the same house and I have a baby while she was in the house. On the third day after I gave birth, she also had a baby, and we were alone, and no one else was with us in the house. Just the two of us were there. During the night, this woman's son died because she lay on him. She got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while your servant was asleep. She laid him in her breast, and she put her dead son in my arms. When I got up in the morning to nurse my son, I discovered he was dead. That morning, when I looked closely at him, I realized that he was not the son I gave birth to. No, the other woman said, my son is the living one, your son is the dead one. The first woman said, no, your son is the dead, one my son is the living one. So they argued before the king. The king replied, this woman says, this is my son who is alive and your son is dead, but that woman says, no, your son is dead, and my son is alive. The king continued, bring me a sword. So they brought the sword to the king, and Solomon said, cut the living boy in two and give half to one and half to the other. The woman whose son was alive spoke to the king because she felt great compassion for her son. My lord, give her the living baby. She said, but please don't have him killed. But the other one said, he'll be not, not mine, be mine, not yours, neither one, cut him in two. The king responded, give the living baby to the first woman, and no, kill him, she is his mother. All Israel heard about the judgment and the king had given. And they stood in awe of the king because they saw that God's wisdom wasn't in the carry out justice. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you right now and we thank you and praise you for your blessings. Father, we ask right now that you would take this time, Father, and use it for your glory. Father, use me as the vessel of the words that I speak for yours, and yours alone. Father, we thank you and praise you. We ask all these things in the name of your son, Jesus, and for his sake, and all God's people's sake. Amen. Um, For most of us, when we hear the word mother, a few things pop into our minds. Love, devotion, beauty. Maybe it's breakfast. I don't know. But for most of us, when we hear the word mom, our first thought is not prostitute. But here it is in this story. And it's important. And why, you ask? Well, it's important to note for me who these women are in this story. They're prostitutes, they're not housewives these two prostitutes teach us a very important moral of motherhood, and that is that there is no such thing as a perfect mother. Now, I know you're probably going, what a horrible mother's day message. <sighs> we came for this? I thought you were going to honor us, and now you just show us our imperfections. Stick it in your ear, preacher, I'm done. You know? I understand. But I mean this in a good way. It says not meant to tear mothers down to build them up. There's probably no one group of people in this world that need to be treated with more love and tenderness than moms. No group who is more caring and conscientious about our welfare than moms. And sometimes we're too hard on them. We expect perfection. We want too much. We fail to realize that they can only do their best and they deserve praise for it. And moms, <laughs> you're too hard on yourself. Maybe you can't clean the house, work a full-time job, play with the kids, do laundry, have a life, and serve God all at the same time. Maybe the house needs to be messy. Maybe laundry needs to wait. Maybe things need to go on a back burner. And you know what? That's okay. The moms in this text were prostitutes. They probably didn't even know who the father was. But yet... Here they were They weren't living in God's ideals. But yet Solomon God's anointed representative on the earth gave them this counsel. Now he doesn't expect them to be perfect. He didn't say, what are you doing here in front of me? He doesn't hold them to that level of accountability and neither should we and neither should you on yourself. There's no doubt the church should stand for moral purity but it should also stand for forgiveness and restoration. These women aren't living in God's ideals, yet he loved them anyway. There aren't any perfect moms. like there aren't any of the rest of us who are perfect. But if there's any group in our lives whose faults and mistakes deserve to be overlooked, it's our moms. Why? Because they overlook ours. You know, I've... Sometimes I think I... I paint the wrong picture of my mom. Because <laughs> I love my mom dearly. I uh, that woman could uh, give Paul a, a race for the chief of sinners title at times. She wasn't perfect. She did a lot of things that, that I don't talk about because they're painful. They're painful to family. They're, they're painful to me. But yet, she's mom. And she overlooked mom. We need to lighten up on mom. And mom needs to lighten up on herself. Solomon, the king, the greatest king in the world at that point, saw these two women. Why? Because God cares about all mothers. God cares about all mothers. <laughs> It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your status in life. It doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have. It doesn't matter what mistakes you made. It doesn't matter who you used to be. It doesn't matter what you look like or what kind of house you keep. It doesn't matter your job or your size or how your kids act. You do realize we spend a lot of time judging moms for how their kids act. Sometimes kids are holy terrors. It's not because mama ain't trying. It's because we live in a world that fills them full of stuff. And we need to love our mama. God cares about all mothers and he makes time for them. And we know God cares about mothers when we see the life of Jesus. The first miracle in the book of John Jesus is at a wedding. And he's still trying to hide at that point. He's not ready to step forward in the public ministry yet. And his mama comes to him. His mamas do, right? Mamas, mamas know what you're supposed to be doing when you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. You know, even if you're God. His mama comes to him and says, they're out of line. Said, What business is that of mine? Because she just kind of Next, the next line, she walks away and she says that it just be what he tells you to do. She didn't argue with him. I have a feeling it kind of went like this. He said, what business is it about And she went? Because ah. <laughs> <laughs> that man just turned around and just made water into wine because mama said so. Because mama came to him. And then we see there on the cross, one of Jesus' last things that he does is take care of his mama. Mama's mean something to God. God cares for you mom and nobody can change that doesn't matter what the world tells you doesn't matter what people around you say to you God loves you God cares for you I don't care how many times you think you didn't get it right it doesn't matter were you there that's what matters do, they, do your kids know that if they fall you're going to be there to pick them up and brush the dirt off and put the band-aid on that's what matters. All the, all the things in the world that we can give don't matter in the end. It matters if you're there, if you are following through with what God has you do, because God loves you. It doesn't matter. He loves you for who you are. He loves you for who He made you to be. But something else we see here is that God has an answer to others' problems. We don't talk a whole lot about the guts it took for this woman to go to Solomon. Can you imagine? Solomon is the most powerful man in the entire world. Most powerful. And these women are prostitutes. They didn't live near the palace. They, they may have frequented rural circles more than they needed to because men are wretches but they didn't have it standing in this society. If regular women, if wives and daughters were property, <coughs> rented wives and daughters are even lower. And this woman has a child. And your child's been stolen. Have you ever lost your child for a little while in a place that you didn't expect to lose your child in? Been in Walmart. I don't mean the Walmart of 30 years ago that was the size of this church sanctuary. Walmart today, you know, where you get live in. And you look up and all of a sudden your little one's gone. All sorts of things rush through your head. This woman went to sleep with her baby. And when she woke up, the panic must have set in because my baby's dead. And then she looks and it's not even her baby. But the woman across the room has her baby. How am I going to get it back? She. <laughs> my mama. <laughs> She wouldn't have went to the king. <laughs> she would have taken things into her own hands, And there wouldn't be a second woman anymore. This woman could have taken that route, right? She could have waited until that lady went to sleep and she could have killed her and just said, I don't know. She just didn't wait up the next morning. But instead, she went to the king. She went to the one who could solve her problem. You know, Solomon didn't give this advice as a sideshow. It wasn't for people to went off even if that's what they do. He didn't do it for that reason. Wisdom served a purpose. These two women came to solve him with a real problem and he gave them a real answer. And the same is true today. God has answers to a mother's problem. Maybe a child has special needs. God has the answer. Maybe mom is, maybe mom, you're at the end of your rope. You ever been there? End of your rope? You kind of knot. not? You're hanging on. You don't know where else to go. God has that answer. Maybe she just needs peace. Maybe life has thrown everything at you you could ever imagine. And you feel like there is no peace and you need peace. He's waiting. He's waiting to give you that peace. The answers are all there. He can give you the answer at any time or any place. He doesn't leave mothers alone to fend for themselves. They aren't groping in the darkness trying to find their way. He provides their needs and their answers. He can equip mothers with right responses to every question. You know those weird questions, kids have. Like the six year old who was being tucked in. She says, Mama, can you sleep with me tonight? She says, no, sweetie, I can't. Why not? Because I have to sleep with daddy. The big sissy. That was a joke. The kid said the big sissy. You didn't hear it? You didn't get it? it. Okay. The biggest moral here is there's nothing like a mother's. Absolutely nothing like a mother's love. Look at the mothers in this story. Look at the mother who loved in this story. Solomon says, <laughs> Solomon's frustrated. <right? sighs> well, this one says this live baby's mother, the dead one's yours, this one says the dead one's yours, the live one's about. Bring me the sword. Now cut the baby in half, and give one happened to her, and one half to her. And the woman who came to him, looked at him, probably with tears she out her face, and said, no, king, don't kill the baby. Give him to her. To her. He's mine. He's always been mine. I carried him for nine months. I've nursed him this long, and I know he's mine, and I can't let him die. I'd rather him be in danger with her than to not have a chance in this moment. She was willing to give her child away because she loved her child so much. That's a mother's love. to be willing to give up something to be a good mother. <laughs> you know, sacrificial love, personal sacrifice is a pivotal part of motherhood. Really. For most, it starts by giving up their bodies to carry the child for nine months. <laughs> Pre-plastic surgery days, most women will tell you our body's different after having kids. it's no longer my own our mothers fed us they nourished us they protected us with their own bodies before we ever saw the light of day <clears throat> Before we were ever born, most of our mothers had sacrificed more for us than anyone else will in our lifetime. Our mothers sacrifices something in there. They keep on. They keep on giving. They give up sleep for the midnight peas. Sometimes those guys get up and do that. But let's be honest. You know, most of the time we'll say, "Hey." Uh, Sleep. They get up. They don't argue. They don't complain. They get up. They give up personal goals to help their children achieve their goals. Ask yourself how many times you got a new outfit and mom wore the same old clothes, or how many times she gave me that last helping of supper when she might have wanted a little bit more. We honor moms for all the giving they do. As I was reading some of some old Mother's Day stuff that I had written. This uh, quote that I wrote popped up. I said this. I don't know how many years ago this was. I said, mama is the truest picture of the love of God we see on this earth." Do you ever notice how many quotes relate God and mom? I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's an accident. I think it has to be that way. Moms should remind us of a God who was sacrificial and giving. He gave his only son for a world of wayward children. That kind of love should not go unnoticed and unappreciated. Today, as you leave here, respond to your mom's moms in your life with great love and appreciation. Go home and cook them dinner. Or take them out to dinner they don't eat if you don't cook good. If you burn water, take them out. Don't, don't cook for them. Just say. Respond to them. Love on them. Appreciate them. I don't know that Even though they think they've messed up, it's okay. And this morning, as you come to this time of invitation, it's a weird invitation I know off a Mother's Day Sermon, respond to God. To the God who created motherhood in the same way. He came and gave up so much for you and for me. He gave it up so that we could have life with him. I think one of the reasons why I don't do Mother's Day sermons is Mother's Day sermons are hard for me. Mama's been gone 10 years. And do you, younger people in here, Come your mama today. Cherish your mama today. Because there will be a day. When you can't pick up the phone and call her, anymore. there will be a day when you'll have the precious memories. You'll have the pictures. You'll have those things, but you won't be able to pick up the phone. So, you young people, you call your mama. You love on your mama, and you ladies of a more mature age, take pictures. Take pictures. Of you. So many moms don't like to have pictures taken of them. Take pictures. Because one day, that's what your kids are going to have to look at. That's an act of love you can give right now. I don't care if you don't think you look good enough. Shut up. You're beautiful. Take the picture. Oh, your own, most of all, thank the Lord of heaven that He gave you so that loved you in such a way that you could know the love that He gives. Let's pray, Father God. We come to you right now and we thank you and praise you for your blessings.